Alternative Radio. So next time you come in and you do a Jay's Indie Corner, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe you exactly how Timothy Chalamet is dressed for the for the Wonka prequel because I'm pretty sure that that's that's gonna be the new hipster chic thing is gonna be to dress like Timothy Chalamet and 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 Wonka Wonka style. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And we're here to do one thing, Jay. And that's to put you in the squid game. You got some debts. You just paid off a car. Well, didn't pay it off. You you just basically re-signed Signed the contract. You signed the contract. You're now, so now you went from a lease to a loan. So you got debts, and we got to put you in the squid game, my friend. Oh, God. Yeah. Live or die. <laughs> so I'll be talking about uh, my experience watching Squid Game this week. I mentioned last week that I was going to watch it and then uh, to discuss it this week. So I did get around to watching the entire first season of Squid Game. And then I watched another Netflix movie, Someone's in Your House. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. It's a scream ripoff that's on Netflix as a horror ah. movie. And then, of course, me and Jay will come together for our review. Jay, what are you, what, what you going to be talking to people about this week? Why should they hang around? Why should they care about this show this time around? Well, naturally, of course. But uh, we have the review for No Time to Die. Um, I finished the three series, Scenes from a Marriage on HBO, Ted Lasso on Apple, and Midnight Mass. Dave and I both watched. Yeah, I, I, uh, I talked about on- it last week. So Netflix, but uh, yeah, I, I I find it funny that the uh, no time to die, but it's like, motherfucker, you just took all my time. Two hours and forty three minutes that movie was. That's my major Pl- complaint. Of plenty that of time for me to die in that theater. I was just there were times where I was like, oh my god, it's still going. The directing, editing oh choices, I was like, it's Guys, still going. Come on. Come it's on. still going. No, there, no need. There's a character who didn't even need to be in it that took up a good chunk of the film of, of, of a MacGuffin with, with him getting there. And we'll get into it I, yeah. in our <laughs> review. But, Jay, without any further delay, let's get into What Are You Watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, we watching. No, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, let's get started with you, since it sounds like me and you watched a lot of the same stuff. You watched Midnight Mass, uh, based on my recommendation, which halfway Correct. through editing the episode last week, I realized I probably referred to it as Black Mass, like 17 and a half times. And then finally, when I started talking about it, oh. and I had the IMDB pulled up, I, it was uh, it was Midnight Mass. And I was like, okay. Yeah, Black Mass is the monster movie. Um Woody Bulger films. Woody Bulger film, yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So, but anyway, what'd you think? What'd you think of Black Man? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> see, there I go. <laughs> Midnight Mass was a slow burn, perfect miniseries that had the beautiful combination of um, a small town slash island villagers yeah. surviving no- in in each other's business. Very undertoned uh, religious aspects that you are get- kind of streamlined with a mysterious sci-fi it's not sci-fi not sci-fi but like it's uh, horror it's horror horror i would say gothic horror gothic horror gothic horror aspect that is 
mysterious and intriguing and beautifully shot, directed, and written, and acted, and yeah. it blew my socks off. I was really surprised. I think what by this. I think what draws you in because I'll be honest, and I told you, I told you, I only watched the first couple episodes. Um, I think I watched the first four episodes, and I asked you, and I was yeah. like, "Should I give this a watch?" He's like, "I think so." Yeah, I think so. You weren't you weren't one hundred percent sure yet because but. nothing big happens until the fourth episode. So I was hooked right. at that point because the real big thing started going on. Sure, uh, but I, you know, I, I realized like the whole reason that like kept me going to that because most shows if you're not grabbing me episode one i'm not i'm not in but this show did grab me because i liked the characters i liked riley here's this guy that made some awful mistake i won't say what it is has been to jail and has served his time and is now coming back to this small town where everybody knows exactly who he is and what he fucking did and there's also these massive religious undertones that are going on and like i said i went to catholic school so the religious undertones are i Big thing for did me. myself too. Yeah. So like I, I I fully engaged in that aspect of it as well, and I think you know it deals with alcoholism a little bit and 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 undercurrents of that. Oh no, the um, entire show is about addiction. It, yeah, in a lot of ways, it religion really and it's, addiction. It's very interesting in that way. So I think you and I both can kind of play in those tropes pretty comfortably. You saying you saying I I'm a fucking addict, Jay? What are you saying? What uh, am I addicted to? What am I? I what am I, I addicted? Say we know how to play in those tropes. <laughs> We enjoy those trips. As I sit here with, um, a, with a beer. I know. <laughs> if I didn't, I'd be shaking a little and, bit. <laughs> and, and, and formerly religious and, uh, you know, all the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. I was never religious. Wow. I just I just had to be. I had to play the game while I was in school. I certainly was, too, until I went to college. And yeah. Learn to think for myself, and then you know. Anyway, but, but I, I I really dug the series. There, there there's a big surprise in, at the end of episode sure. four or or episode five. I can't remember which one, um, but a pretty major character bites the big one. Like five, and yeah, and then and then you you start you start actually getting into getting into the story. But like I said, like there's there's a lot of parallels to draw to this to Stephen King stuff, to especially Salem's Lot. Oh yeah, and stuff like that, which I which which I really dug, um, and of course. Mike Flanagan, like he, he is. I would say, like at this point, he's kind of like a horror master. I, he, yeah, I, I would. Say, it's safe to say. But Bly, Ma- this. Bly Manor last year was just such a misstep. Well, I'd never watched that. Yeah, I don't. but the fact that he was able to tackle successfully Doctor Sleep gave him enough credit to where you can see that he's able potentially to handle a challenging piece of work. And he did with this, at least. Maybe not um, last year's project, but, you know, by far, he 100% A-quality, fantastic miniseries. Yeah. I'm highly recommending this to uh, most people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dug it. I dug it a lot. Uh, now, his wife, Kate Segal, who's in it, um, you know, she plays Aaron. Uh, so that's oh, that's my that actual wife. That's Mike Flanagan's wife. Oh, she's a um, I like her. So I actually didn't know that because I don't know much about celebrity relationships. I don't know either. D- Dylan from Beard Brothers. Him I never I... saw any of these actors in this show before either. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't watch Haunting at Hill House. No. Uh, okay, because because she's in that as well. But um, so so we were talking about it, and and you know she's in it, and he mentioned that that was his wife, and then we we looked into it a little bit more, and I found out she is the writer of Hush. Oh, the movie about about the deaf woman uh, and her and during the home invasion and stuff like that. 
she she actually wrote that movie, which I found was was really interesting, and it has John Gallagher Jr. in it, who's one of my favorite like low key actors. So it's kind of like two recommendations bottled up in here. Check check out Midnight Mass, and uh, definitely check out Hush. I think both of them are still on Netflix. I mean, Midnight Mass is a Netflix original series, but I think Hush is still on Netflix for people to check out. All right, Jay. Uh, so I got down to watching another Netflix series. Um, I know Dick Lay has been watching this because him and I have been texting back and forth. What up, Dick? Uh, but it, it is Squid Game. So Squid Game is is this is this Korean television series, um, you know, picked up here on on Netflix, and it it follows a a group of four hundred and fifty six people who have all signed Very up, specific, yeah, Ooh. who have all signed up to be part of this Squid Game, and, and uh, well, I'm sorry, Squid Game is the name of the game they played as kids, but they are basically a part of playing children's games for the entertainment of others and the goal at the end is to win the money each person's debt essentially gets dropped into a giant piggy bank in the middle of their sleeping quarters and they get to see how much money they would win should they be the last remaining member of this game yeah now the 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 funny thing is this game jay has dire consequences wink wink no, they play they play kids games like Naturally. red like like red light green light, um, marbles yeah stuff stuff like that. These are not incredibly difficult games for people to grasp. Um, it, it, but I gotta tell you, man, I fucking got hooked hard into this show. I'll admit the first episode hooked me in hard. Once the once the crazy killing starts happening essentially right right i was in and then i i would say the second episode dials it back a little bit but i think there's a necess- there's a necessity for why they you know when, when you go through the first game and a, there's a lot of killing and stuff like that and then you step back and you're like i don't want to be a part of this i don't want to do this at all and you go back to your life and you get reminded of why you were doing it they all signed up and came back <laughs> to be part of the game again and it's uh dude it's a wild fucking ride and i really enjoyed it um it is korean so i hope to finish the whole series by yeah. the time that we record again uh it's gonna be questionable it's time wise it's subtitled so you can watch it in the original language reading the subtitles or you can change the audio to english the voice actors for it are not atrocious but they're not great either oh i'm, I'm fu- well I find it too um, distracting to watch their lips move and the words I, not match I, it. I, I've never the, seen a movie like that before. I, I never will. Just rather read. Yeah, I, I'm so used to subtitles when, by now. When I told when, Mex- when I, Mexican movies or, or I'm sorry, Spanish speaking <laughs> Mexican movies. Spanish, holy shit! I keep going back to uh, Jay. Uh, just pulled out his red card. Build the wall. I Build going, the wall. I, I keep going back to you, you two, Mama Tambien, and uh, and how much I love the movie and how many, how many times I've seen that movie. Is it you two or is it or is, or is it? Itu, mami tambien. I said itu. No, you said you two. You two? Itu? Yeah. Itu? Like, you know, <laughs> like Bono. <laughs> yeah, 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 itu, yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, we got to fix all these starving it's, it's children. Quick, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of to there's a lot of kids starving out there, Jay. So quickly, we've got to get out there. We got to save these starving kids. So I can get distracting. I'm Bono. You got to listen to me, <laughs> Bono. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> so when I told Dick I was watching it in the original uh, language and reading the subtitles, he was like, ah, taking the Jay's Indie Corner route. And I was like, no, nah, it's just far too distracting to hear English words coming out of a mouth that doesn't match it at all. So uh, I, I would rather read the subtitles. You're, you're, you're usually okay with that. Yeah, yeah I'm fine with I subtitles. I don't ever hear you complain about that no, too much. No, I like um, subtitles. I, I don't like it. It's not my preferred viewing well, uh, platform. Nobody really does, but like it usually takes about we're in a, We're America, minutes. Jay. We're in America. Yeah. It takes about 10 minutes. And you're in America, it. we speak English. It's America. Now you're selling my dad. This is America. <laughs> you come to this country, you learn English. Well, my family came over here in 18 dickety two. Even though the, they learned to speak English, even though the majority of the country <laughs> speaks Spanish. I know. Yeah, it's like uh, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, so that, that's what I got down to watch. I highly recommend Squid Game, especially if you're if you're a fan of of Korean cinema because Korean cinema is Korean cinema fucking cinema here to say is phenomenal. It's here to say, and it has been. It's, a, it's been. It's good. It, it has been underappreciated. Yeah, exactly. For too long. And and I would also say if you're a fan fan of like the japanese film battle royale which i think is a lot of fun highly recommend that one as well all right jay uh what else did you get down to watching this week so the jessica chastain oscar isaac two-hander scenes of a marriage on hbo it's a mini series that came out five episodes this sounds like a jay's indie corner so what i need you to do jay so I need you to go put your little brown top hat on. Oh, I will. Your purple coat. I, I got these glasses that looks just like Isaac Isaacs. Your, Oscar Isaacs. Oh your, your 18 and a half scarfs that it looks like Timothy Chalmay was wearing. I need you to do your best impression of Timothy Chalmay and go pour yourself a bourbon Timothy meat Chalamet. and sit yourself into Jay's Indie Corner. All right, man. Now, obviously, with Jay's Indie Corner, I have to do a fake synopsis. And this one's not too hard. With a name like Scenes of a Marriage. Scenes from a Marriage. Here, 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 look, here's what it is. It is just a series of conversations between a husband and wife <laughs> while one of them takes a shit with the door open. <laughs> what is marriage if you're, if you're not doing that? <laughs> that's, 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 it's either that or your college that's, roommates. It's that's one what of, it is. One or the other. Every scene takes place in a bathroom because that is where you will cross paths most in a marriage. You think it's the bed. It's not. It's the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe the kitchen. Maybe. And we'll do we'll do these things where they where, where they have like kids and stuff like that. And each conversation, they're, they're, the, the kid is a different age and going through a different stage in the child's life and stuff like that. So that way, uh, you know, uh, uh, you get to keep time also. Um, but of course, we'll get into later life where where you know the someone has to pass a kidney stone. <laughs> mm. They have an ulcer, so they have a big white poop. That's a thing that happens. Look it up. You can have white poops if you have an ulcer. Real thing. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, that's photo worthy. That's fo- I, so. Check your messages when uh- <laughs> if you if you think a ghost poop is when is when your poop falls into the hole and just disappears. Nah, it's when your poop comes out white. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, so yeah, that's, and and you get a ghost wipe. That's that's my fake. That's my fake synopsis. Well, it's not it's not a ghost wipe. It just blend, one. It just camos into your toilet paper. <laughs> It's not really a ghost wipe, uh, but yeah. So, uh, 
that's my fake synopsis. But no, scenes of a marriage or yeah, of a scenes marriage. From a marriage. Scenes so from a marriage. This 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 follows uh, the great Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. Is she great? Has she earned that moniker yet? The great um, Jessica Chastain. I think she is. I think they both are. I think you know you know they pick and choose projects mostly pretty wisely. Um, you know. You know, Let's just stick they, to your normal adjective for everything. Fantastic. You always is that say normal? Yeah, you usually say people are fantastic. Hmm. Great. Okay. I don't know. Great. Great sounds like you're... it sounds like good. It's, no, great it's, is like good. Yeah. No, great. That's hyperbole. <laughs> no, I think I think great's too much. I I would say, you know, they're 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 good actors. Solid. They're fantastic. They're definitely solid. I don't know if they've earned the great yet. But anyway. I think so. Continue. But Either way, um, they, went to, they, went, they, they went to school together, um, so they know each other for a very long time. So they fucked at some point, probably. Oscar Isaac had those yeah. had, had those had those yeah. nether juices they, they, dripping they, down they his went beard. To the, they went to the bougie Juilliard school for acting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and he, so they have you know, and they are also also shot, you know done a movie or two together. With he went he went down on he went down on uh, on Jessica Chastain. Well, look, they came went, up. They went down on each other again with his beard dripping. And he went good soup. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're watching TikTok too much. And then, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, and then they never touched each other again after he did that. <laughs> Not saying I did that in my marital bed, but oh, well, maybe I did. Good soup. Good yeah. soup. <laughs> I do love that one. Anyway, um, so anyway, continue. This is a five episode mini series about the deconstruction of a marriage. You know, they have one young daughter, and each episode is a period of time elapsed from the initial not too far off from my fake not too far off from my fake synopsis minus the pooping with the door open but but it you know it almost there's a lot of long takes it's all usually within the house that they lived in and it's an acting study world-class of these two actors just kind of going through the peaks and valleys anger frustration hatred love desire i mean like monogamy aspects of it all is it anything like um, um what, what's what's the one and how you see it evolve over the p- course of time what's the one with uh this with, with uh adam driver and see, uh oh yeah marriage, marriage story, story marriage story, marriage story. is it um, kind of like that or is most of what's going on post separation uh oh this is all post separation okay so you know and it's interesting because it kind of throws it on the on its head as far as Jessica Chastain's character being like almost like the alpha of it all. Like she was, I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler. She was the one that like chose to end things. She found somebody else. She I, was the 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 money winner or you know the breadwinner, the, the breadwinner in the relationship. You know, he was the the humble, uh, steady guy, the professor. You know, this and that, and. You know, that was the initial blow. And then you see it curve and change and evolve over, you know, the previous or following episodes after that. And it's it's, it's a fascinating watch. And there's frontal nudity. You, still, you see a little Oscar Isaac dick and shit. Like oh, that. wow. Like, I mean, Netflix, it, huh? I mean, I'm like, oh, no, HBO, of course. HBO, HBO of yeah. course. They, they, anything goes there. Um, and it's just a fun. I don't know why, but I look at Oscar Isaac and I go. That guy's got a bush, like just a, oh, big bush, a hairy big ass bush, bush. Big yeah. bush, big bush, yeah, yeah. But um, well, they could also put the bush there. It could also be kind of like a merkin. It could be, 
but you see dick so i'm like is it it's a merkin curtain like, do you need a merkin if, if someone was like dave you're gonna have your full frontal scene today and i was like i'm getting out i'm getting out the manscaped lawnmower <laughs> i'm trimming it back yeah like do, do but same time like trimming it never back. ever i don't think i've ever seen uh if you've seen full male, male front uh frontal nudity in a movie it's There's always always full a bush. bush always full mostly bush. yeah and i think you have to because i think it's normal ish but also i think sometimes they are working no no we need Merkins. to normalize male grooming it needs to be normalized i agree and the I only mean, way to we do, both that do it we both show, talk about it I is mean, to show it in popular media it's the only way to do it yeah it's to normalize it so, man don't be shamed about trimming back don't your pubes. we approve it here in jay's any corner it makes even <laughs> the smallest dick look pretty good yeah <laughs> And it's all you're looking for. It's all you're, yeah, you just want to be adequate. Yeah. Because that first glance, that's the impression that she's going to get. Impression. And it's going to lock in her head. Exactly. So, all right. So you recommend it for the Jays in the I crowd? I do recommend it. Right. You know, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this. And I think if you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage, and if you enjoy these kind of you know heavy dramas, you will I don't, love it. I don't. Love it. I don't. Because it's heavy. I like the marriage story, and I like it's I, good shit. I like the acting set piece that it is, and stuff like that. But when I'm done, I, I I'm not like wow, I'm enriched by this experience. I really had a good time. Well, that's what it is. I mean, it's but I never experience. do. I don't, I don't feel that way when I'm done. Is what it's I'm saying. It's emotional. I'm always just like. But at the same time, I will say this: it's also forgettable. Okay. But I will actually probably rewatch this whole series again. That's that. that it's so it's kind of an interesting. Oh, so this isn't even a movie. This is a miniseries. It's a miniseries. Yeah, five I episodes. I thought, I thought this was a movie. Five episodes. Yeah, five of episode that? miniseries. Five yeah. hours of it? Yeah. I don't want no. I don't want this. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. This. I can barely stand two hours. Well, you're it. thinking like in the you know the grand scheme of things of like binging. This is HBO, baby. This is once a week. So every Sunday, you're looking forward oh. to like the drama. Like, oh, what's going to happen this episode? Speaking of weekly stuff, I love the. Weekly. We just we just I love we, weekly. We just wrapped we just wrapped up uh, Ted Lasso. Yes, we did season two. Not as emotional of an ending as no, the original. No, more, as the fir- as more the playful. Season. A little bit. Um, slightly uplifting. I mean, I, I guess in a lot of ways. But without going but, too far into detail, if I ever saw Nate, even the real actor in real life, I'd kick him in the face. Everybody keeps saying that. I'd kick him in the face. I even heard face. people say, that I will kill Nate. I'm like, I won't kill him. Hell, I'm no. like, dude, come on. But I have to ask you. I would stomp his Did face you in. buy his arc? No. No, because I didn't buy it. I didn't well, even see it. I'm like, so where I talked, did this come from? I was talking with Dylan where about did this. this. Come from where, where? Where I was just like, when he starts like unloading on Ted at one point, I was just like, none of that happened. That, that, and it right. almost made me want to go back and start watching the season that's again. That's what I'm saying. Because if I remember right, he gave him the credit that was due to him when it was due to I him. I was perplexed myself. I'm like, where did did they fucked up this no, writing? No, I don't think point? so. I think it's I think it's the character perceiving it that way. I think it's the you got to remember. And like, oh, and, and so I'm now I'm actually even more fascinated. If you go back and you see actual Nate in the background, his acting in the background. Maybe oh yeah, no, he's no, no, acting he's, a certain way. No, no, he had a, he, the, the, which he wasn't this season. But I'm saying like in season one. Or no, no, no. In season three. one, he was just he was just happy to be there. Yeah, it was season. It was season. But I mean, two. early season two episodes. Like if he's yeah, acting yeah, no, no, in the background, no, like rolling a, his eyes, it's a solid arc for the character. Like they 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 do a good well, job. It's they good on him. Then. It's a downward slope for 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 your feelings on that character from the get go. Yeah, but uh, I I did, I did not see it coming. No, until, no, uh, it was too late, and I was like, where did I miss something? What's going on here? 
But you know, I I wasn't I wasn't as emotional as I was you know at the end of the last season when you know Correct. when Jamie Tart opens his letter and there's the army men in there and stuff Correct. like that. Correct. I would, that almost had me in a puddle of tears. Like this time around, I, I did feel really bad for Ted. I did feel really bad for like the situation that everybody was in towards the end. But there, like it was it was a mixed bag, right? You like you were uplifted because someone who you thought was leaving is staying. Someone who you you know that. W- w- they, they played their match for regulation and that ended yeah. the way that it did. And, you know, the players all came around to, to Ted now and stuff like that. So yeah. there's a lot of positive. But then you also have the Roy Kent and Keeley storyline where you're like, I don't know where that's going. Questionable. Yeah. And then you have Nate. And, and he and Jamie have rekindled. So I think that's going to come back into a. a did you notice the, the major league moment when they're celebrating and Roy Kent headbutts him? <laughs> and I was like, that's major league. I didn't catch that. That but happens in Major League. That is true. When, after after um, after Wild Thing sleeps with with Roger Doran's wife, uh-huh, uh-huh. and he's dreading it the entire pennant game that Doran's going to rip into him, uh, so he avoids him the whole game until he comes out to the mound. And Doran walks out. Let's just cut the shit, Vaughn. I got one thing to say to you. Strike this motherfucker out. And then when that happens, they're all celebrating. They're all happy. Yep. They just won the pennant. Yep. And Doran fucking slugs them. All slugs them, yep. And, that's exactly what it is. And Roy you're, Kent you're did 100% the exact right. same thing. And I was like, that's Major League. It is. It and, is. And it's an homage. And that's fine because it's an homage to one of the greatest those sports two movies char- of all time. But it so. makes sense for those two characters. And it also makes two, uh, sense for those two characters in Ted Lasso. It does. You know, like, that's why you can get away with it. It does. Do you think we're behind it now going into season three, Ted's... Ted's mental issues. Do you think that's what we, we um, do you think we've explored it enough now? And we I, can put because we know what the cause is. We I, didn't know what the cause was until the last two episodes. Now, I, I, I just I'm wondering if they're going to go the route with the whole love thing. Like, are they going to find a girl for Ted? They already have one. Are they going to go that route? No, they already have one. Do you think it's going to be the owner? No, it's the it's the owner's friend. Remember, every you t- think they're gonna he's the gonna, psychologist. Think every time she's around, that? they go out. Together. I know, I knew that, but, but like they never follow up on it because he's just casual right now. He's still holding out hope for his marriage. Do you to think work. that's the right fit though for Ted? I guess for Ted to hold out hope that his marriage will work. Yes, Jay, I think that's the right fit. She is cool as shit. I like her a lot. No, no, but what I mean I'm is, is, that. is he, he's holding out hope that he'll get back with his wife, which yeah. is why he's only casually dating that woman. Oh, that's right. He did text her. I know we're spoiling this guy's probably, but um, he texted her right, he, and he said sorry, none of my business, and waited for the response. So you're right. You're right. He is still putting feelers out, but um, yeah, he's still hoping that that works out. The season. Th- so, okay, so first off, the showrunner already stated this is 100. percent a three-season show with this story. That's been changed. With No, no, no. With this story. Yeah, I know. But that's... I was just saying, so after season three, they can go a different route with all might. these different characters if they want to. But you blah, can't blah, call blah. it Ted Lasso unless you're well, Ted Lasso. Well, you're going to have to call it something a little bit different. For the, the, for the thing that I read was like Jason Sudeikis said, you know, after season three, he could be on board for another season after that. And the showrunner said, "If there's a story there, they will they will do it as well." So, it what what, what was a season three now Emmy award winning and making Apple money and Apple throwing money at them for more seasons. They may come around and do a fourth. But season. This, but but what I think what um I what they're doing is gonna they're gonna do their original three season oh, yeah, wrap yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, it'll be And then after that, they can just find their yeah, threads to sure. kind of spill off into a season 4 potentially. But still, but that's all cash 
that's cash seasons. You know, you, you can't you can't count on the the uh, the quality to be the same. You know, I I don't think I will. So uh, yeah, I mean, like obviously, I, I don't think we need to talk about Ted Lasso too much because I think we've sung yeah, its praises just, enough watch it, yeah. on this show. If you're if you don't have Apple TV and you haven't watched it. Find a way to watch it. I'm not telling anyone to do anything illegal, but just find a way to <laughs> watch way. Ted Lasso. Uh, there's there, there's a lot of free trials out there for Apple TV as True. well. You so, can binge it. Yeah, and, and, and this is a bingeable show. You will watch both seasons. 30-minute 30, yep, 30 episodes. 30-minute episodes, 12 episodes a season, 24 episodes. Bang that's that eight shit. hours. You can get it done in a weekend. You can do it. I believe in you. All right, Jay, did you watch anything else? Just Bond. All right. So I did watch a horror movie this week. It's 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 spooky season, you know? I'm gonna watch my I'm gonna watch my Halloween movies. I'm gonna Naturally. watch my horror movies and stuff. Halloween Kills comes out next week. That'll be the movie that we're doing a review for. So Jay, you're gonna have to either go to the theaters to see that or watch it on Peacock. I we'll see. We'll have to come here to watch it because that's our big review next week, and that's what you're going to have to do. I I watched Bond for you this week, I, and I don't I even like Bond. I didn't even think about that. I was like, I'm, so, I'm like, oh, it's the last duel weekend. Just it's not the last duel weekend. So I watched the preview for the last duel where they were where, where they were just like only Ridley Scott can do this, and it's like that that was the tagline, and I was like, that sounds like one of those review taglines that they take out of context, where it's like this movie was three hours about two people setting up for a fight. Only Ridley Scott can bloat a movie like this <laughs> and they just edited the, the, for, yeah, for the trailer sounds like my take on it <laughs> but anyway uh so i watched this this netflix horror movie there's someone inside your house uh what this is about is it's about a school where a killer is wearing the face of the victim as he kills them. He uses a 3D printer to print out their face, Ooh. puts it on, stalks them, kills them, and the the entire point of the way he kills them is that he reveals their deepest, darkest secret before doing it. So, like, the first one was involved in a hazing, you know, snafu. Uh, another one uh, did a podcast about hate speech. Uh, and 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 so on and so forth. And every time the killer kills somebody, he kind of like exposes their darkest secrets and stuff like that. Uh, it, it starts off very much like Scream. Like it's 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 a guy, a football player, popular guy, alone in his house talking on the phone. And uh, then all the spooky spooky shit starts happening. And then the killer shows up and. We're off to the races, baby. Uh, here's the thing: this movie is entertaining. It, it it does have it does have the blood. You know, it's got a little bit of the gore, a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. It is a modern ripoff of Scream. It feels okay. very much yep. like that. Yeah. Minus the 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 meta humor aspects of it, and you know the entire horror movie trope, uh, it, it's missing that that late nineties quality. Which means which <laughs> which means it's missing heart too, right? That 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 was the okay. entire point okay. of like of why Wes Craven was doing Scream was because it was supposed to be this satire, this the, the, this this meta right. commentary on horror and stuff like that. This it 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 doesn't have anything any any catch like that. It is literally a killer paint by numbers chasing kids you know like like freaky had a nice had a nice twist to it right like it's it, it's a killer chasing teenagers we've seen that a billion and one times yeah but have you seen that mixed with freaky friday like what if michael myers <laughs> switched bodies with a 17 year old girl 
I'm hooked. I'm in. You know, Freaky is the better version of <laughs> of uh, it, it's it's so good. I don't. It's on uh, HBO Max right now. Check out Freaky. I reviewed that a couple months ago. But somebody's in. Someone's in your house. You could pass on it. Hundred percent. Ooh. Okay. Hundred percent. You could pass on this and not miss a goddamn thing. If I'm giving it a score, it's a C minus. It's low. Eh, no, I'm sorry. Because I would probably still watch a C minus movie again. Because I'll probably watch Venom again. <laughs> uh, it's a D plus. Damn. Yeah, it's the D plus. It's just not. It's not really. It's not anything special. It's just more Netflix shovelware put out there. What I what I should have watched was The Old Ways, which is a new horror movie that just came out. You know, the day that we're recording this, I just didn't have time to watch it. So I will discuss the old days next week. And that's about a woman returning to uh, indigenous culture and getting into getting into tribal rituals and, and culture and stuff like that. And she goes down the rabbit hole and uh, becomes a blood filled horror fest. And I cannot wait to check it out. But yeah, you can avoid someone's in your house or inside your house or whatever the fuck it is. If you see it on Netflix and you're like, maybe I'll watch this, don't pick something else. All right, Jay, that's it. That's that. That does it for our. What are you watching? Let's get ourselves over and let's get ourselves into some James Bond, baby. No time to die. The last outing for Daniel Craig. Name. Bond. James Bond. So you're not dead. Hello, Q. I've missed you. James? You don't know what this is? You don't have to know what it is. Nope. When you're ready. You're late. All right, so... After the events of Spectre, James Bond has gone off with the love of his life, and he plans on enjoying his retirement, essentially driving through the countrysides of Europe, staying at bed and breakfasts, breakfasts, breakfast, breakfasts, and getting laid until his heart's content. Correct. That is until the, op- the, the operatives of Spectre bring him back into the fold. Um, they attack him, mm-hmm. which causes him to mistrust his new love, which brings him back into the world of espionage. He hooks up with his CIA operative friend, Felix Leiter, and from there he gets enraveled in a brand new plot by a brand new villain who apparently is using some old villain's tactics along the way. This brings him back to M at MI6, sure. which gets him reinstated as a double O. Double O what? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and well, Part of the fun cheekiness of it all. Yeah, and then he then goes after Rami Malek's character, who is responsible for essentially wanting to start a worldwide pandemic. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic <laughs> because this was also shot before pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this this movie's been delayed for two years, right? Yeah. We're fine. And, you know, it's just funny that for me, particularly with Rami Malek's character as the main quote-unquote baddie, is that, like, his villain aspect is is such a womp-womp they, they gave like, him it, nothing to do here. There is nothing here. They There's gave him nothing there for it. Nothing to the do here. The best part of his acting or scenes within this whole film 
is the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Here's here's what this Bond film has going for it. It is an odd-numbered Bond film. First Bond film. The best one. Casino Royale. We both agree we on both that. We both agree on that. Quantum of Solace. Rushed. Writer's Strike, which I think you yeah. told me beforehand. Uh, it's the shortest one, but it also feels like it's the longest because it's fucking boring. It's almost like a direct it's, sequel right. of sorts yeah. to and Casino it, Royale. And, and, and it, 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 it just misfired. I did not like it all. aspects. All. But then the third one, Skyfall. We find out that, that James, Bond, that James yeah. Bond is Bruce Wayne. He even has an Alfred. Absolutely. <laughs> as he should. And then we, and, and, and then we get Spectre. Which not, is like, ugh. it's not great. It's not great. Christoph Waltz is great. Always. But was it a great movie? Absolutely not. And there, here we are for a fifth one, an odd numbered one, and it is the third best of the series. That might spoil a review a little bit, but it is the third best for both of us in the, the series. Way. Yeah. Um, and, yep. and this is a series that I don't particularly love either. I saw Casino Royale and I fell in love with it. I saw Quantum of Solace and I was like, okay, this is why I, I don't really like James Bond <laughs> like that much. I've never been a Bond fan. My dad's I, always watched Bond I, movies I'm and I watched big, them with I'm him. I'm a big Bond guy. You I are. I grew yeah. up with it all and you know, and at the same time, I'm a big fan of spy stuff. You know, I love the world. I love the fantasy. It's kind of like the mob world to me too. It's like it's it's like this fantasy world, like of male. Here's uh, here's what here's my living. That's oh, I get fascinating it. Fascinating yeah. to me, and like, it's alluring. the way you would. It's 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 it would be your preferred lifestyle. I guess to some degree, suits to some degree, fancy drinks, fancy parties, sure, sexy women, minus the guns, yeah. minus the guns. <laughs> I don't want to kill anybody. I'm not. A, I'm not a gun guy. Yeah, uh, but no, like I, I think my problem with this entire series is that James Bond has always been a pretty, a pretty simplistic story, right? James stumbles upon a plot by an evil guy. Sometimes the plot's ridiculous, but at least we understand the motive. The 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 motivation of of the villain and James Bond has to do crazy action shit to stop him. In this series, they they've attempted to go deep into deep into humanizing the pl- James Bond as but a character. Deep, deep into the plans uh, and the inner workings of what's going on with each of the villains and stuff like and that. The day to day of the villains and the heroes, the, the spies themselves. Right, the yeah. detail is fantastic, but then you realize this is an action movie. And I don't think I wanted all the detail this entire time. I didn't need all that little stuff. Like I, I needed, I needed James Bond to kick some ass, blow some shit up, and throw a quick quip in there. Which this movie has one of the best quick quips of James Bond yeah. ever. Yeah, Where there's some good ones. Q but- gives him an EMP watch, and he shows it to a guy who has a mechanical eye, and the mechanical eye explodes. He goes, "Q, I showed someone your watch." It really blew his mind. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, <laughs> it was. Great. It was fantastic." But um, that gives Arnold's you know, stick around in Predator. Anade Armas had one of the best uh, sequences, I guess, within this film. Where I guess you could, you know, you could argue and say it could have been cut out of this movie, you know. But I think it also shined a light as far as what the Bond movies used to be like and what could be like. As far as she's just a young spy, she's doing her job servicing this one mission yeah. purpose and she does it well and james is in that scene he has a good time with that sequence mm-hmm. and they move on i love know? what she tells money penny i see why you shot him <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but it was it was it was a fun it was a fun sequence and oh i think know, all the stuff with mi6 drinking in this movie it's like it's a, it's a lot of good tongue-in-cheek no, stuff i i, I uh, like when he's humor. back with mi6 i like when he's back in the fold i like when he's when, when he's mixing it up with with his former allies and stuff like that i like all that stuff 
that that that, that stuff's some of the best stuff in the movie, yeah. um, dialogue wise, and and just and, and just making me love this Bond and love this Bond world that they set up for me. But then they get into the plot heavy bullshit that's going on with Rami Malek's character. I'm going to keep calling him Doctor No. I don't care. He is Doctor No, like to me. Yeah. Well, his real name is Safin, which is Doctor yeah. No, aka Doctor No from Super Movie Bros. Um, <laughs> and it's the most frustrating villain of all time. And even uh, in the spoiler section, I can get into it. I don't like, understand this. I don't the, understand this. The villain's, end of the, the this movie, villain's motivation choices just don't make fucking sense. I understand that this villain hates Blofeld for something that he did to Blofeld's family. He he hates Spectre, I, I, but he works within Spectre. I still don't get it. And he's and I'm just like okay. And he also has a tie it's, to it's not flushed out to another character in the movie that that doesn't really make sense to me at all but they have some sort of relationship that also doesn't make sense to me at all and then it's it, it like even his even his villainous plot i understand that he's creating a a virus he's created a virus that can be unleashed on the world and stuff yeah. like that but highly contagious once you have it you're you're you you'll always have it, it there's no cure for sure. it it involves nanobots which also made me go hmm <laughs> like, like like Iron Man and 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 Black Panther type stuff. We got that. Wakanda's in this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, so so the plot of the villain. I understand. Like I'm sure someone can point out to me like all the reasons. I understand that they're there. But while I'm watching it, I'm not caring about it. I don't give a fuck about it. And I don't think Rami Malek blew it away here as the villain. No. I mean, and he wasn't given a whole lot to do. He literally spoke normally. In a slow cadence and had fucked up skin makeup. I don't on. know what was going. That's all he did. That's the only thing he did. Was he told to do your best impression of Johnny Depp's Edward Scissorhands? Just no. Pur- purse me. your lips real tight like this and walk around like you're kind of scared, but also like you own the room. For for me, it's Jared Leto <laughs> from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay. No, I think I, I think he had a little bit more charisma than Rami Malek has in this movie. All right, that's true. Well, he did, he did, he did, but it had a similar kind of layer and like cadence of it all. Yeah, I just, like, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy into it. I wasn't. I, buy it. I thought it was terrible. I was in love with it. Uh, there's a sub villain character within. Uh, I can't say it's a spoiler, but um, I thought, in the grand scheme of things, those are the kind of villains that I would rather see. A little bit more of a tangible, realistic villain. Somebody within an organized. You don't want an odd job who can who can throw a boulder hat and knock a statue's head off. You don't want that. No, yeah, but we didn't even get that. Like that's the point. Like it, it, you know, there was no real. I know. Where's our jaws? Fun man? villains, you know that. So like, if you're not gonna be a fun villain, give me a, like a realistic villain. Where's not, the Rami Malek is not a realistic villain. Where's at the all. where's uh, no I I no I did and I and in no shape or form, not even a fun factor. I don't find his facility fun. Like at no. all, like where, where where they're like, oh yeah, he owns a private Stupid. island. He's got all this stuff there, and I was like, how do you? Stupid. I find myself when when you tell me stuff like that, when a villain has like a private island, and I was like, how do you fund such a such a place? Who's paying all these people? <laughs> I, I wind up thinking about it too much, but that's that's not a knock on a movie. That's just a trope of the genre. That's not. I, I'm not knocking a movie for having its its villainous tropes. Uh, what I am knocking a movie for is this two hour and forty three minute runtime, and there is an entire plot line. Where James is trying to get into a prison to see Blofeld again. And we spend a good portion of the movie getting to that. They do tie it into the story, but I found myself thinking, like, isn't there some other way we could have done this? Like, couldn't we have devoted some of that runtime to Daniel, to, 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 to Rami Malik's character a little bit? 
so 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 I can have something to tie every to him. villain needs a good arc, and, and and I get that Blofeld one of the best villains of the series and stuff like that next next to Mads Mikkelsen most important yeah I, most yeah, important I, yeah I mean you know walk uh, Javier Bardem was a way be- better villain I he's feel been like. behind it all like like Blofeld's been behind it all yeah. and, and and of course we we got to get there and I think they wanted to do it because Blofeld was such an important villain to the series. That they wanted to have them have that one last like well, thing. Sure, sure. But it's a good portion of the movie that we're just trying to get there. And I'm expecting a Slow Hannibal Lecter plotting. Yeah, and I think the editing I'm and I'm the directing a Hannibal Lecter of this type movie. Thing. And I love but, Carrie Fugi. Uh, uh, oh, Carrie Fukunaga. Uh, Carrie jo- uh, Joji Fukunaga. I, I mean, he's like one of my, you know, on the watch list for me. Like as far uh-huh. as like I will see anything he does. Okay. Um, from I mean, hell, true, true detective season one alone. I mean, yeah. that's why. I mean, the fact that you know he did that, and he's a young guy, and I think he has a lot of potential. But also, I think you know he did a lot of good things in this. But I think he might have had a lot of people in his ear as far as the producers of- and Daniel Craig also. And who's I, a producer? I, exactly. So I think. He was a little bit handcuffed. But let's also remember that this is a movie with a two-hour and 43-minute runtime. And as you pointed out um, to me before. Four writers. Four writers. Four writers. I know. And Phoebe, troublesome. Wall- and Phoebe troublesome. Waller-Bridge was one of those writers. Uh, Fleabag. She was uh, the last one to come in to save the script a little bit. She should have tightened it up. She should have been like, cut this, cut that, cut I this. I don't know if she was able to do that. But, but I think you're the right. Just flavor up the dialogue, I think she you, was You mentioned to me earlier, you think that she that she, uh, that she she lightened up the script a little bit with a lot of the, with, with a lot of the MI6 stuff. That was her was job. There. That was her job, yeah. And, and it worked. And, and if that's what she did, she did a fantastic. She job. did. It was good. She did. It was good. I, I look. I like. I liked the James Bond character stuff. I think. I think Daniel Craig might have done his best job at Bond, and I think he showed his range as in, Bond in, a whole lot more. I one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I and I and I, I, I. That's the problem with this fucking movie. There, it's it's a the grand scheme. It's up and down. Of, it's of, so of a mixed ups. bag. It's the action so sequences are fucking awesome my favorite one the is car- the stairwell scene towards the end there's a stairwell scene that's a one taker i know you're talking about that it's a great one taker that that ends I, with him I, showing I, the I guy his it. watch i, I yeah. <laughs> with our one of our favorite one-liners <laughs> i well my favorite bond my, one-liners it might be one of my favorite parts of the whole movie but i mean no, it's it's the car chase in the beginning so the car oh, chase in the so beginning is, i love that car it's good. the fight on the on the on the it's boat so uh with, with with felix slider there as well that's that's sure. good that's sure the action is really fucking good in this movie and it's shot really well there was not one time where i was like wait what's going on what's happening like where it's like yeah, you know yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it yeah. was they didn't even even close. with his uh the other d- double o that he comes in and, and teams up with that's not a spoiler but like you know they have a great chemistry as far as having that like you know rat a tat back and forth well, you the know, rivals, do they like right? each other do they not like each other the rivals. yeah exactly kind she of, came in know. to replace him yeah in, in his quote-unquote death but she is a great character and she, she did was great. a great job in it um it, it the whole arc of that i think worked pretty well and i don't think i've ever felt more like in tuned with the characters of q and and money penny than I have here as well. Yeah, money play, money, 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 penny was was a little bit um, one of the more underwritten characters. I like the way I you almost say. said that. Money, I, money, 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 Puff Daddy, uh, old 1999 music video right now. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, and Q definitely was a little bit more fleshed out. He had some stuff to do, and you know, some charming wit going on. But 
you know, definitely it was a grand ensemble piece, a grand swan song to the Daniel Craig it was. era. It was. And that was definitely that movie. And, oh, of course, Leia Sadu, his love interest in this movie, had so much more to do in this movie. And I don't I know think- if I understood her character, though. Um, in this movie, I mean... I do because it's it harpens back to Spectre so much in this movie. I know. And if you did not watch Spectre, you're gonna get lost. But big time. But her connection to Spectre is through Rami Malek's character, and I don't understand their relationship at all. Because of her father. I understand that. I understand. Understand. You meet in the first in the first movie, and I don't ties in that way. Look, good on Daniel Craig for dating a 24 year old. <laughs> Good on him for a that. A French 24-year-old. <laughs> Good on him for that. Yes, yes. So, like, what me and Jay are saying about this movie to kind of wrap up our, our spoiler-free part of this review is that this movie is a bit of a, mix, a mixed bag. It is sure. it is bloated. It has a very extremely long runtime that needed to be cut down. Daniel Craig is at his best in this movie, though, I think. Because I think in in, yeah. in most of the other movies, we're getting a pretty one-note bond. Like, he, he is angry. He, he's angry in Casino sure. Royale. He mellows out, and then he gets angry again by the end. I think I think Quantum Skyfall Solis, was fantastic. Though. Right, I think he did a good job. With that. I think I, I think he, this he, is a lot more range though. You're, he, you're right. he 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 shows the range of of this version of James Bond well here. It has one of the worst Bond villains, I think, of this series. Uh, I, I I'm not blaming Rami Malek for that at all. I think that this script was probably three and a half hours. There's probably a whole lot more for Rami Malek to do. And this is the closest they could pare it down to. This is the best they could do. Because oh, um, listening to him speak for too long is just boring. It was, oh, my God. He's so <laughs> monotoned and stuff like that. I just didn't. I I didn't. I just didn't like it, man. I just didn't like it. Um, and I I think the ending is might be a mixed bag for some people. Yeah, well, 100% is. I know that. For, that's a spoiler section discussion, but... Uh, we'll talk about it then. I know but. big diehard fans are not a fan. I know. I know. At all. Jay, what's your score? B minus. Okay. I'm a C plus. I was teetering on a C plus and a B minus for a long time because I knew it was one of those two grades, but ultimately I had to go with the fact that there was too much good shit in there. And if there. you're wondering, Spectre for me is a C and uh, Quantum of Solace is a C minus. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably in that ballpark as well. Yeah. Um Casino Royale C- Casino Royale is an A minus for me though. So I love Casino Royale. Oh, Casino Royale is an A, a for me. And then yeah. I, uh, uh, Skyfall is a B probably plus. B plus for me. Probably a an A minus to an A as well. It's just that I enjoyed watching Casino Royale more. Yeah, the, the, so, the, there was a lot of things that I found myself questioning in this movie a lot more than I do in other movies. Well, a lot, a lot uh, even right. the other Bond movies. And I, the fact that I felt the weight. It of was this almost movie. like it was over. There was things that were over explained to a point mm-hmm. where now that you've let me in too much. Now I'm going to start questioning. <laughs> you know, you let me in on that too and much. They, the editing was just terrible because they just did not cut. When they needed to cut, they could have wow. simple scenes, even not even without even cutting anything out dialogue wise. Yeah, you could have trimmed probably ten minutes. Yeah, there was so much like of like filler holds, like these long holds of like scenes that like just it didn't have to be there. But that's it. That's that. That's our uh, that's our spoiler free review. Jay, we got to get into spoilers. Sure, let's do it. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. 
All right, big spoiler. James Bond's dead. He dies. He dies saving the world, though. He does. Uh, yeah. So so we, we, we kind of dance around a lot of this stuff. The entire plot of the movie is that is that Remy Malek's character has gotten hold of uh, of a weapon created by MI6. Uh, the weapon is a nanobite virus that can attach itself to anybody, and it will eventually spread around the world, but it is harmless until it is activated for a certain DNA strand. So you can specifically execute a target without killing or harming anybody else, but they will get the virus and they will get sick and they will die. However, it starts getting tweaked by Rami Malek's character. Now it can kill, and now they can they can set the DNA signature to an entire family. Uh, and eventually, the goal is to set the DNA signature to everyone for certain certain individuals, certain yeah. racial types. Even they kind of get into sure. He, it, you can commit a mass genocide into with the push of a button. Um, and this is created by MI6, which essentially uh, which puts Bond, puts Bond you know, targets and, M on. And he's like, why didn't you shut that program down? You well, because M came up with the program. And yeah. Q created the program. Like yeah. His friends did this. Um, although this version of M was never his friend. Uh, but <laughs> a respectful, uh, they respected each other, but they were never friends. Um, so that's the entire plot of the movie. Uh, but And then, of course, obviously, at the end, to shut everything down... He has to stay on the island as it's firebombed by a British naval ship. This old rickety kind of facility has a particular Cold War way era, they of, say. of doing things. It's got a counterweight that needs to be opened. Yeah. Uh, and when the counterweight breaks, it, it closes. So because of that, it had this, you know, obviously you saw he fixed it. But and then he was trying to leave and escape. And then, of course, it just it, bo- it broke. He had it to go back out and, and he had to go back and do it again. So but they made it fucking definitive. They showed the they showed the missiles oh, falling it was definitely definitive. and a fireball engulfing James Bond and killing. Him. There is there is no question. Well, I think they had. So for, I know for all the naysayers and stuff like that, where they, they, they don't agree with Bond dying and stuff yeah, like that, that, that he could have went off. He could have retired. He that's the least of my bothersome. I mean, that's the funny thing. I understand what they're saying. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But Here's but the thing. This era of of Craig has never been that. Bond's retired twice in this series already. He's retired yeah. after Quantum of Solace into into Skyfall. Comes back after in Skyfall. Then he retires after Spectre and now comes back here in No Time to Die. So it no one's gonna buy it if he's still alive. Correct. No but one's the, gonna say he stays away. But we're always gonna want Daniel Craig Bond again. Well, that's what I'm saying. I I, I don't understand that argument because it's like well. You're just getting a new bond anyway. Every single what's the difference? Ten years. So what's the? We just restart. Well, yeah, you just we all we always do restarts. We're constantly doing a restart. Casino Royale was an origin story for this version of Bond. So which was the first? So, so it it, it only makes on it. sense to me that No Time to Die is and a definitive close. Correct. That was never one of my issues with it. It's not a knock. All. It's not a knock for it's me. It's not a knock. And I shocked. Was, and, and, I was shocked. And, and Han Solo. Right, Hans Zimmer did a fantastic job with the score at the very end to really send it off with tears. Yeah, I was shocked. Um, little tears, little tears. But like, do you buy? Beautiful. Did you buy the daughter angle? The fact that he has a daughter in the well, movie. of course. But it I didn't, didn't need to be there. It didn't, didn't need to be it. there. I didn't love it. Yeah, but I get it. It's like, of course, you're having sex all the time. But, you know, the second he shows up, the goal, and know? he sees the daughter. At, at her apartment, and he's His like, reaction to the daughter was is different. she has. Well, he says she has my very, eyes. Yeah, but like he was very, 
it was a little standoffish. I wondered if there was if there was some CGI fuckery there to make her eyes look because her eyes do look exactly Very, like Daniel Craig. It was a little weird. Looks exactly like almost like they it almost like they weird. digitally cut out Daniel Craig's eyes and shoved them in the seven year old girl's face. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But like I don't understand the connection, and I kept saying this like Rami Malek in the beginning of the movie kills kill, kills the love interest's family. Her father killed his family. Okay, right. Her father killed his family, and, and he was working for Blofeld because he was part of Spectre. Came to kill his family, and he rescued her. Uh, he decided to not kill her. So, and so give her a chance. So, is it this type of thing where, like, if you save a life, you're responsible for a life? Is that kind of like the thing that no? That I Mouse think it's just the emotional is? aspect of like knowing that he was trying to kill this girl, could have killed this girl, decided to save her life. So he feels a weird connection because of that. That's how deep rooted it was. It was kind of fucked up. Um, but that's essentially what it was. That's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he did. It's it's literally the aspect of like he was trying to kill her. I might have cared more about that if I he saw that she was going to die underneath the ice. Decided to give I her might, a chance. I might have cared it. more about that if we got into if we got if into the character. And it didn't. It didn't. It just. But didn't no, work. we had to waste. We had to waste thirty minutes. Well, 30, 45 minutes getting to Blofeld. We had to waste so much time getting getting there. Sure. I mean that that is the bulk of where we get a lot of that MI six stuff that we that we've both enjoyed. And I guess you could but, argue like that's the re, the the reconnection. But it's not of even James like Christoph Waltz her. shows up and fucking like knocks it out of the park for us. Like I was just no. like, okay, his performance didn't do anything. Well, for me. two old men in a cage, and I was like, okay, yeah, that you you just described what I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Blofeld dies because the Bond is infected with the nanovirus. He, he touched his he, girl. Um, who, oh God. I, I he touches it. her who's infected, which now Bond who, who, has it. Who and then he, which was Which was Remy Malek's plan the whole time, which yep. was to get him in front of him and kill Blofeld because yep. he had a... Madeline, of course. He yep. had an axe to... Uh, Remy Malek's character had an axe to grind with Blofeld sure. and wanted Blofeld dead. Also, Along with to, everybody from Spectre who we killed previously right. from the party that had Ana de Armas, young age agent paloma at but he was part of specter remy malik right he was part of the organization i think like a fringe that was never cl- fringe i it was never 100 percent clarified right fringe i would say yeah but since specter was like the most controlled kind of like the powerful, unoff- kind of like the unoffshoot of hydra hydra has many heads if you cut off one two I more guess. up here uh yeah i i don't know and also i didn't understand like the poison gardens like i understand you have the nanotech virus and stuff like that do why do we need this poison garden and this poison pond his and father the poison- had it or something like that it was something stupid yeah but i was sitting there i was like i mean i get it makes for like a cool facility like everything you touch could be poison like you know what i mean yeah but but like also i was just like again it has nothing to do with the plot it's all just setting it's stupid because the, it's so stupid because the point of the plot is the nanotech virus, which was not developed by Remy Malek's character, was developed by MI6, and he's just hijacking it. <laughs> and where I was alluding to that would have been a better villain that I thought, you know, is a little bit more realistic and more tangible is the Billy Magnuson character Logan Ash, who's the other young hotshot CIA agent playing along with Felix Letter. Felix Letter, yeah, uh, Letter. That um, oh, that's another know, thing. Felix dies. The, Felix dies. Yeah. In, in an, it, I would say. Fitting. It was fitting. It wasn't unceremonious, but I was a little upset. You know what I mean? Because um, I was like, yeah. 
he always gets the shaft in the movies. Felix has he, been in other he, movies. Felix, Felix has been and I, and I don't just mean them. in this. I mean he's been in other versions sure, of. Sure, no, he's a real Daniel character. Yeah. He's a real character. But like, it, it, you know, unfortunately, they killing everybody up in here. <laughs> unfortunately, he he just he 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 never had a really good script for his character. No. I, it was always little, and it's Jeffrey Wright it was too. Always right? underwhelming. It was always underwhelming. It was just not quite enough. No. He never did enough. No. Yeah, exactly. Well, because, I mean, that's that's the story. You know what I mean? I it's, guess, but, like, you know, he's a CIA agent. You're not, you want to at least see him do something. He didn't even have a fucking action sequence the whole series. No. It was always, like, these little quips and little, like, personal moments. But then again, it's, you know. Which it's, is fine. It is called 007. You know, it's not. I, look, I know. I'm, it's, it's not really a nag, but it's an observation. It's not the Jeffrey Wright show. It's not. You know, it's not, it's, know. it's not the I Felix Leiter show. So, you know what I mean? It's all about James Bond. But I thought that, like, you know, I would have rather seen a more. He kind of goes out. He kind of like, goes out like a bitch. Like a CIA agent being, like, the real big baddie instead of a fucking nobody dude. You know, that has some kind of fringe ties with Spectre. I would see a fringe tie Spectre uh, agent in the CIA more than a fucking Rami Mal character. Also, can we talk about how the whole thing where Blofeld knows everything that's going on and is involved with everything going on? That doesn't make any sense. Because there's a mechanical digital eye in someone else's head and he's able to control that guy or see everything that guy's doing? Again, not explained. (laughs) I don't know. That's what James Bond keeps thinking and keeps calling out, but he never really fully responds to that. But they they have a version of his digital eye and they're downloading all this information from it. Because it does work. And it I was like, a wait a minute. Eye. It that, does work. That thing, so it's going somewhere. That thing has a USB port? The, the, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm it's com- wireless, buddy. Com- it's Bluetooth. That's true. It was just kind of floating yeah. there as, as, Q was, as Q was. But like, how did he access that? How did, I, there's just so many things where I was just like, oh my God. you let me too into the plot now. Yeah, like I, I was just too into it. If you just told me Blofeld was doing that behind prison, you didn't give me an explanation for it, I would have believed it and just said, okay. And Rami Malek Safin. You know, when he has her daughter, Madeline's daughter and Bond's daughter, I guess, why the fuck did he just let her go? I never understood that. That made no sense. And he was just like, oh, I'm why, like, what, Jay, what, what the fuck? Jay, why, then, I Jay, thought you why were leaving he, the island. Why did he why, come why, back? Why, why did you come back? Dude, <laughs> it was the biggest thing that Calm made down. me frustrated. There's a I'm baby like, sleeping in this I know, house. I'm sorry. Calm I'm down. like, what the fuck? Why did you come back? Those two things solidified me as saying like this guy was one of the worst villains yeah of a bond i didn't understand why he came back i i it made no if he didn't come back jay no sense the end would have been the same and the fact that he's bringing malik is out there promoting this movie all over the place i'm like dude he has to it's his job I know, but like, he didn't write the script, Jay. He just poor character. He just did. Wh- like, okay, well, sorry, Ramey. You know, we we fucked up on that script. You did a great job, but like, let's just keep you off the. No, no, but no, but because they signed him right before he won the Oscar. Yeah, he's. I was saying he's so an Academy he got, they nominated got lucky guy. With, yeah. They got lucky with getting him uh, before he won the Oscar, and you have to promote the uh, more recent Oscar winner. So hey, hey, look, I get it, but like, he, it's it's just such an underwhelming villain, and I feel bad for him. Why did he come back? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he was scot-free. For what reason? Plan goes off without a hitch. What reason? Or at least at least now your island gets destroyed. Sure, that sucks. But like that's the other thing. Like, was it an emotional tie to because it was his father's island and stuff like that? Like, I don't I don't know. They don't explain it. They don't get into it. Bond kills him. It's like, okay. I don't get it. And we find out that the daughter 
is Bond's daughter. And he's like, I know. And then he blows up. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. And they do a toast saying, I, I did love that quote. But why, I did love that quote by Anne. But Jay, why was it scotch and not a martini? Because uh, that's an office drink. Okay. You just pour it in a glass and it's a, it's a quicker. We're talking it's, Mad it's, Men it's days. I got a, it. Yeah, exactly. It's a I quickie. I got it. All right. It's a Fair. You're not, you're not getting ice and shaking up and putting all those mixers in. You're not garnishing cocktails. You're in an office. You wanna, you, you're want you getting down to brass tacks. It's true. Give me some fucking whiskey. Let's go. Shaking, not stead. <laughs> you bruise the gin when you shake it, though. But he doesn't drink gin. He drinks vodka. Uh, that's true. All right. Vodka martinis, chicken. Look, I, I, I don't really have any other spoilers that I want to get into. I mean, uh, it's just th- those are all no, the questions I have. He, he died with the 007. Number, I think I, I, I think and, uh, I think if people were like, oh, man, your review sounded pretty positive before you got into spoilers. Yeah, because I needed the spoilers to explain why I was like, yeah, well, uh, why I'm not in you, love with you this. You can't harpen on the movie. The two positives are other the, than the runtime are the action are the yet. action scenes and Daniel Craig's performance. Everything else, all the performances were good. Yeah, everything Besides else. Besides Rami Malek, is, not great. Uh, but that's what he was given to do. I'm telling you, that's what he was given to do. I'm not blaming Rami Malek for this at all. I know, but it's just so flat. But that's gonna do it for Super Movie Bros this week. If you have any comments for us, if you're a Bond super fan, you love this movie, you disagree with us, reach out to us on our social media. All the links uh, that I would normally spout out, they're there in the description. So just check out the description, click on the links. Do it. You can reach out to us on all of our social medias. We can have a conversation about it. Love you guys. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers.